What's up, everybody? It's your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Hope everybody's enjoying their work week. You feel me? Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Hope everybody just living life and being happy. You feel me? And always being positive. So this week, you already know I'm gonna be talking about fast lane that happened last week, Saturday. Yes, I know I'm talking about like fast lane a little bit late, but at the same time, I was busy this past weekend after fast lane and the rest of the weekend. So I'm going to give you the episode, and the episode going to be coming out soon, you feel me? So sit back, relax, and it's coming, it's coming, all right? Hey, people, hey, I hear you. I hear you drinking iced tea and eating your and eating your ruffles and hot Cheetos. Relax, it's coming, okay? But like each and every episode, you already know how it goes. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit, and let's get right into today's episode. So, first match that happened at Fastlane was the undisputed tag team title match. The Judgment Day defending the tag team titles against main event Jey Uso and the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. And this this match was a great opener. It was really a great opener to start to start the premium live event. I fucked with it heavily. I messed with it heavily. And your boys, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, are the new undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. And I am excited. I am here for it. Bruh, this, this match was this match was awesome. Oh god, I, I love that from the from the spots that they took, from the cheating as usual, from the judgment day, it perfect. It it was so it was so perfect. I, I really loved it. I really did. And I and then when I saw that Jay Uso used a little bit of the one D mixed with the Cody Cutter, that I'm like, oh my boy, bruh, that should be their finisher from now on. I understand that's like their signature, but that should be their finisher. And I know, I know, like this probably won't be a long tag team, you know, reign that they're gonna have. They're probably gonna hold this to maybe like, if I'm thinking about it, maybe like SummerSlam. Maybe dropping it before Royal Rumble of next year. But we already know Cody's main goal still. He's still going to go after Roman. He's still going to go after the Undisputed Universal Championship. You know, he still wants to be on the top of the mountain. And these two, these two has chemistry like it's no other. Ever since, ever since like Jay Uso came back to, to WWE, and especially even though he was gone for like two to three weeks, but ever since he came and it's now on permanently on Monday Night Raw, bruh. For a month straight, we just seen Jay Uso shoot for the stars and aiming for the moon, my boy. And I see it day in, day out, week in, week out. And bruh's bruh's proving himself that he can like you know be you know be trusted by some people. He f- and everything. He finally got he finally got Kevin Owens trust last night on or um on Monday Night Raw. So. After they got that respect, I'm like, okay, finally, bro, finally, we can get past the tension between Kevin Owens and Jay Uso, and he finally can. They, you know, they he Kevin Owens finally respects Jay Uso, which we love to see. But that match for Fastlane, bro, oh my lord, and JD, <laughs> JD got some explaining to do. I'm not gonna lie, because when he did, 
So like when uh, on Monday Night Raw when uh, they had Damian Priest, um, I want to say like yeah, Damian Priest talked to JD. JD was hell up in the air. I thought this man was gonna die. <laughs> you had this man like <laughs> like bro looked like he was gonna die. He was even even Finn Balor was like. He was not even on JD's side after that, bro. It's like, bro, you cost us the tag team titles. I don't want to talk to you right now. And I wouldn't if I was Finn, even though JD's probably my homie from, from a long time ago, I still I would be mad at him. I would be mad at him just like Damien would, but because he cost them the undisputed tag team titles, man. He cost them the undisputed tag team titles. And he in in his face, he still wants to be in the judgment day after all that. Literally, after all that he did, he basically messed up Damien Priest's, like, whole leg, man. Like, like, oh, God. If you didn't see that when he was about to, I think, give him the reckoning onto the announce table, and then Cody Rhodes moving at the last second, JD coming out of nowhere with the briefcase, hitting him, and his leg buckled, I was like, yep, that's over with. Yep, once that happened... It is over for the Judgment Day. And once that happened, bro, Cody Rhodes hit a crossroads on the announce desk, and that announce desk did not break. So you know that hurt. If the announce desk did not break, either A, he just didn't hit him hard enough, or B, it, it hurt so bad that the point is probably not going to break. And it's the best And it's best to say that it's – honestly, I don't think it should break. <laughs> After a move like that, yeah, just, just keep it how it is. But but JD, woof! I'm surprised JD wasn't hit hit with some steel steps, a melt like a a steel chair, you know, put through the table himself, a hit with some kendo sticks, you know, and something brutal. I'm surprised none of those happened to JD, but he did get choked on Monday, so that that was hilarious. <laughs> he 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 deserved that. And then they're like, "Yo, take care of Drew McIntyre." I'm like, "Okay," like you. You still want to prove the Judgment Day after you cost the Judgment Day the tag team titles on Saturday? And then your next assignment was to be like, yo, take out Drew McIntyre? I'm like, bruh, no shot. Because in that entire match on Monday, Drew had the upper hand, bruh. He, he barely laid one shot on Drew. So we already knew that he was going to lose that match. Come on now. Like, uh, upcoming heel Drew McIntyre versus, you know, somewhat of a healed um to a face JD McDonough come on we already knew that was gonna win that match that was that was light work let's be honest that was light work but J Jay Uso looked like a bro Jay Uso looked like a king in that match man that that match was golden bro that match was solid as hell as hell and I'm I'm hundred percent happy for um for for Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso right now. And plus, Jay Uso is a two-time undisputed tag team champion. And he is also a nine-time tag team champion. And I'm like, bro, it only gets better for Jay. Jay, Jay sooner or later, Jay's gonna catch up to Kofi. I'm like, like they him himself is gonna catch up to Kofi. And then he's also probably gonna catch up to the entire, basically the entire group of the New Day. It's gonna happen sooner or later. Just, just give it a couple of years. It will happen. But it, I love to see, I love to see the titles off of the Judgment Day. 
The only problem that I have for the tag team titles being on main event guys is that they're not really getting used for like the actual tag team division, like Alpha Academy, New Day, even though they don't need the tag team titles. Um, we'll see, like Imperium, uh, Pretty Deadly, Street Profits, LWO, just to name a few. Viking Raiders is another one. And I'm letting you know, like right now, I would love to see those titles in the tag team division. Those don't get me wrong. I love that Kevin Owens and um I love that Kevin Owens and and Sami Zayn held them. I love that the Judgment Day held them. I love that right now we have Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso holding him. Like I like them, but they don't really need to elevate the main roster because the main roster's already elevated enough. That's the only problem that I have with the tag team titles. Over but besides that, the matches that they have when the, you know when they combine the both Raw and SmackDown tag team titles, the matches have been five star or at least close to being five star. Like oh god, which I have no problem with that. I I just want to see them defending the titles more to actual tag team wrestlers. That's that's the only thing I want WWE to change. Like and especially we have DIY now back. As a group, as a tag team, so I'm just saying, if if they eventually lose the tag team titles, I will say just lose them to DIY, and then bam, then the tag team division can have the, those titles and they can do whatever the heck they want with them. But but after, I'm just saying, after the match, when there was the press conference, <laughs> that was the most funniest and most lit press co- press conference I've ever seen, especially. From Cody Rhodes and and Jay Uso, because as soon as Jay Uso came out, his his theme song, he was like, "Hey man," he was like, "Hey man, hey man," and I was like, "Bro, this man is either lit, drunk, or both." And when Cody Rhodes came out, I'm like, "Yeah, they're drunk." <laughs> Honestly, they 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 celebrated a little bit too early, but they were both drunk, faded, buzzed out, and that thing was hilarious. You you. <laughs> You hear Cody Rhodes just being like, yeet. You see Jay Uso being like, yeet. <laughs> They're like, yeet. That was like the most funniest hands down press conference ever. And honestly, they need to have these two together at a press conference more often, man. Because if you're going to pull off stuff like this, even Triple H was like, yeet. <laughs> He was like, yeah. he was like, I don't know why I even followed those two, bro. And I'm like, Triple H was like, yeah, I can't get mad at this. <laughs> he couldn't because that thing was hilarious. That press conference was hilarious. You could see by Jay, he was like zoned out, but he was he was like zoned out by trying to stay focused after asking the questions, and then it was just he was just being, you know, what Jay usually does, bro. Now that he's his actual himself, and I love to see that, and. There's much more for like with Jay Uso to come in the WWE on Monday Night Raw, especially with Cody Rhodes and everything. And now that um we already know we have Sammy on the side. Now that Kevin Owens, man, Kevin Owens is a uh, has Jay Uso's respect. All I'm seeing is right now they're setting up for for a Survivor Series War Games match. Obviously, we can tell they've been setting this up technically for a month straight now. They have been. So, 
And now that that we have Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso as tag team champions, plus Friday Night SmackDown is later on this week, and we're probably going to have Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso going to SmackDown. And on top of that, we got Roman Reigns returning this Friday night as well, too. So once Roman and Jay and Solo and Paul sees that Jay, sorry, Jimmy and Solo and Paul sees that Jay has undisputed, has the undisputed tag team titles, especially with their former, with their, with a foreign, uh, former enemy like Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, sorry, Jimmy Uso is going to feel some type of way about it. And Roman is also going to probably going to feel a more, I think he's probably going to feel more pain than Jimmy. Jimmy's going to be pissed, but Roman's going to be angry as hell, bro. He's going to be like, really? Really, Jay? You left the bloodline. You left the bloodline just to be tag team partners with my enemy, Cody Rhodes? And also, we already know he's going to feel some type of way about it. We don't know what he's going to do and what he's going to say. But we already know from his facial expressions, he's going to do something about it. And, you, you know, J, you know, Jay going to be glowing. He's going to be like, hey, hey, oops. He's going to listen to his brother. Look at this. Look at this. Something that you couldn't get. I got with my boy, Cody Rhodes. And that's going to be, he, that's going to, that's going to like build up their feud. Like, I would, I would say it's, their feud is already technically started. Or their build up to their feud time like already started, but this is gonna apply more heat to the fire. Like this is gonna apply more fuel to the fire from both sides with Roman and Cody and with Jimmy and Jay. All all I gotta say is, man, this 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 week this week started crazy and this week is gonna end crazy. It's all this all started at Fast Lane. All started at Fast Lane. So I know. This 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 entire week gonna be crazy. I think one of the craziest, um, one of the, the one of the craziest times that we have right now in wrestling, and this is one of them times. Oh God! And then on top of that, we got NXT this coming Tuesday. NXT this coming Tuesday, and Cody Rhodes is gonna be on NXT as well with them undisputed tag team titles. I'm just letting you know, it's lit. It is 100% lit for wrestling. But I'm so, but I'm congratulations to Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso for becoming the new undisputed tag team champions. Judgment Day is shaking in their boots, more like mad as hell right now. But they do have another another opportunity next week, Monday night on Raw, to earn back the tag team championships. I hope Judgment Day do lose, and I hope JD causes them again. And once that happens. It's over for the Judgment Day at this point. It's lit on oh God. It's legit over for the Judgment Day. It's goodbye Judgment Day. Hello, hello. The beginning of the end of their breakup. Oh God. So next match we got on the list is the six man tag team match: LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. This match was. It was good. I, okay, it was it was good. It, it was more like okay. I will say this: the match was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't all the way good because the start in the match it was Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio, and 
they're they were getting whooped. I'm not gonna lie. Yes, Santos Escobar did have some clapbacks. Yes, Ramos here also did have some clap clapbacks. But Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits more likely dominated this entire match. They did. And then obviously, I think five minutes left in the match, we have Carlito back, which I'm excited for. And on top of that, he has new theme music. So now that Carlito is back in the mix and he has new theme music, especially, you know, what they plan on having with Carlito. Obviously, he's permanently here to stay because he did get signed back in July, but they didn't know what to do with him. So now, you know, we can kind of piece together the downfall of the LWO, technically, maybe, very soon. Sooner than later, we don't know yet. It sucks now, but it sucks because, like, yes, you can have Carlito come back, but you can also make LWO lose that match. If I if I could be completely honest with y'all, because if you're gonna push Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits to like something bigger and better, why did you have them lose to Carlito and the LWO? But um, yes, I know it's Carlito and the LWO, but. At the same time, you're pushing them for greatness. You're pushing like a great, like upcoming faction, especially like a dominant person like Bobby Lashley, and like in a very entertaining tag team, um, like tag team like Street Profits, and you gotta push them up. You can't, you can't basically be like, you know, they're dominant, they're dominant heels, but we're just not gonna have them win a lot. And I'm like, really? You we we saw this coming from a mile away. We wanted Street Profits and Bobby Lashley together. We wanted another hurt business or street business or street or hurt profits or whatever you want to do. But you if you're gonna if WWE's gonna be on their word with this, you gotta push them to greatness. You gotta have them beat you gotta have them beat the baby faces. And like I said, we don't want the beginning of the end of the Hurt Business because, one, that faction just started. It, it literally just started. I don't want to see them already trying to break them up after even barely got off the ground. Like, come on now. No. Nah. If anything, have the beginning of the end of the LWO, more likely, because, like, I was LWO is a great faction, but the problem is Raven Shiro does not know how to lead them. He does like yes, he's a he's the United States champion. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer and all that, and we love him. But Raven Sierra is not cut out to be a faction leader. I'm sorry, he's not. He, he he's loved by many, loved by all, just not a good faction leader. And I feel like Santos Escobar should I won't say should take over, but more like be the co-captain next to Carlito, because Carlito. Uh, I feel like Carlito is the one to lead them down to greatness. And I think this is part one of Carlito's plan. Yes, he can come back with smiles and everything. Everybody's going to be happy. But at the same time, to, you know, to have a dominant faction like the LWO, have, obviously have Carlito take over. And not for the good, obviously for the good, but also for the bad because you're cooking out or you're turning on Rey Mysterio. So I just I just want them like to I just want the LWO or to be a good faction and I definitely want Bobby Lashley 
and um, Bobby Lashley, Montez Ford, and Angelo Dawkins to become a great faction as a whole as well, too. Because we, as we can tell, we we know that their faction is still building. No, so their faction is nowhere near complete yet. Because I we also heard from rumors that there's supposed to be another person that they're planning on adding to um to the hurt or to the their new faction. Which I heard speculation that it may be uh, Jade Cargill, uh, or it can be um, Wes Lee. It can either or it could be Carmelo Hayes. We we have no idea what they're doing, but all I know is that don't stop. I would say stop having the street profits and Bobby Lashley lose all the time because that's you. They, they dropped the ball with the hurt business back in the Thunderdome. Cause you remember they were on top for a minute, but they kept losing after a while because they just either a stopped caring or B, they just didn't want the faction no more. So I don't want them to drop the ball like that, what they did with the Hurt Business three goddamn years ago or two or two years ago, whatever. I don't want that to happen again. I, that's the last thing I want to happen. And me, like I said, the match was okay. Like, obviously, like I said, Street Profits and Bobby Lashley was dominating most of this match. Most of this match. So, and to have them lose... uh to like a basically very healthy Carlito that's only been in the match for at least five minutes or at least less than five minutes. And then Angelo Dawkins literally getting pinned by by Carlito. It's not looking good. It's really not looking good for the Street Profits. And obviously it's, it's it's not their fault. It's a little bit on the booking of Triple H, not going to lie, with with, uh, Street Profits and Bobby. I just don't want to see him done dirty. That's that's the only thing I don't want to see them is done dirty. Because that's that's the last thing we want on our minds is be like, you build up a great faction just to do them dirty like a couple months later. Like, nah, that's... Like you drop, like I said, you drop the ball in the hurt business. Do you really want to drop the ball on the second faction, the hurt business 2.0? I don't think y'all do. Y'all have they have too much charisma, they have too much chemistry. They all they all go super hard in promos and on mic. They have great mic skills. Just just don't have them lose all the time. And understand, like Bobby said, you got to prove it to me that you want this as much as I do. Like, I'm not going to, he's like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, baby, y'all, if y'all ain't going to do simple tasks that I ask you and you're going to fail in the process. Like, prove me, show me. And they did prove him. They did show him, but they didn't get the W. And, oh my gosh, just. Like I said, this the match was okay. The match was okay at best. Not not something that I was like. Not, not it was I was like not mad at the outcome. It was more like it was three on it was three on two, and my buddy was like, "Oh, maybe Bad Bunny's gonna come." Or and I was like, "Dog, as much as they love Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny's not going and Bad Bunny's not gonna help out." LWO like that. Like technically he will, but he won't help them out like long, like 
long-term storytelling, more like he's going to be there for that night and then dip to go back, you know, to do a music for that, you know, for how long he's ever going to do music for. Or And with Carlito, I already knew that was going to happen because we were, like I said, rumors around people planning on people fantasy booking Carlito for stuff. We already knew that. I already knew that Carlito was going to come back and help LWO to win. It was obvious from the jump. Because when I saw that, you know, Street Profits took out the other two members of LWO, I was like, it's going to be Carlito. I called it from the jump. I called it from 24 hours before Fastlane. I already knew that Carlito was going to help him out. But I feel like if you, you know, you can still bring out Carlito and have them have a good match. And then, you you know, if you still want to have them win, you can. But it would have been better at, you know, before the match started, you, you know, you'd be like, hey, you can come out now. And then next, you know, Car- uh, Carlito's music hits. And then people will be, pretty will be um, a lot of people will be more excited. A lot of people will be a lot uh, more happier because like, yo, it's Carlito. What's good, bro? Like, not like five minutes left in the match and then just, you know, sprints out there. Like, it's nothing. So, like, like I said, match could have done a lot better. The The match was okay, just not hitting as much, uh, hitting as hard as I thought it would be. But um, it, it could have, it could have done a lot better. Oh, oh God, it, it could have done a lot better. But uh, congratulations to LWO getting the win and Carlito coming back. So we'll see what happens when it comes on uh, this coming night on Friday Night SmackDown. And we'll see what plans the LWO has next. Next match we have on the fast lane card is EO Sky defending her WWE Women's Championship against Asuka and Miss Charlotte Flair. And this match, I did really like it, surprisingly. Because when it comes to PLE matches and women title matches or women matches in general, when it comes to WWE, they either hit or miss. This one is actually hit. This actually hit. I'm not going to lie. And plus, I'm glad that Asuka took Charlotte out majority of the match. And, the like, basically half of the match, it was just Asuka and Io. And honestly, it should have been just Asuka and Io from the jump. Because if it was just Charlotte Flair versus Io, Charlotte would have won. 100%. Charlotte would have won this match. And next, you know, we just have, like, another Charlotte Flair uh, reign that only lasts a couple months. Or maybe up to summer, not SummerSlam, maybe up to like WrestleMania next year, but who knows? But I'm glad that Charlotte Fair wasn't in this match all that much in the beginning. I'm like Oscar just said, bro, fuck this. I ain't dealing with this. Spray her with mist. And I'm like, we're all like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like the Daniel Bryan came out at us, okay? Because a lot of people don't like Charlotte Flair. They don't because. She's in every single title match you can think of. Every single one. She, she she qualifies for one or she's immediately in one. And then she, every single, this woman is literally in every single woman's title, like women's title match. Every single one. It doesn't matter who is the current women's champion at that moment. She's going to be in it. And yes, as, as much as like, as much that we want to see her break her father's record, because it's it's gonna come close. It's it's gonna come very soon. But I just I just uh, I, Charlotte on my screen just 
just gets very tiring at this very moment. And I just don't really care about um about her at all. Like, cause it's it's because it's funny. Because since she came back to the WWE, this is the first time she got booed. Since her return, this is the first time she got booed because is when she, when she returned and when at that time Ronda Rousey was SmackDown Women's Champion, right? And she got yay. She got standing ovations. She got clapped a lot. Everybody loved her. And then during this match was the first time she got booed in a hot minute. Legit in a hot minute. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Charlotte is the enemy in this one? I mean, Eowa gets loved. I know uh, Asuka, she actually got some love, surprisingly, because everybody don't. Everybody thinks Asuka's annoying, not going to lie. But I was surprised Charlotte getting booed in this match. And but it but it still worked. It still worked because she got booed. She got missed in her eye for a good 10, 15 minutes. So she was out for a minute. And at this point, it was just EO and Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. It, it became like a two-on-one handicap match at that point because they were going in, giving her blow for blow, hit for hit. And I'm like, you know what? Just 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 pin this woman already. And what's funny, she did get pinned. She she's the one who got pinned by Eo. Be, because um before the match even started, Eo was like, honestly, I want to do this shit on my own. I don't want no help from you. I don't want no help from Dakota. I don't want no help from damage control at all. I just want I I just want to do this on my own. And then Bailey came out of nowhere, I think close to the end of the match, and she was she was like helping Eo and everything. He was like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? I told you I got this handled. What are you doing out here? And if it wasn't for Bailey distracting the ref, Eo would have lost that title to Charlotte. Oh, God. She would have 100% lost the title to Charlotte. We have to see another probably boring title reign with Charlotte Flair. Her as the 15-time women's champion. And... It would have been like lackluster from there on, but I'm glad that they, you know, pulled it off for Eo to retain her title. Like I said, it was a really good match, especially from Asuka and and Eo. Because if you remember a couple like a couple weeks back when it was Eo versus Asuka for the women's for the WWE Women's Championship, that match was very hard hitting. That match was fire as hell. I really did like that match. It was it was really good of a match at that time. And now fast forward. You know, to the triple threat, to a triple threat match, you know, somewhat of like a dom, like not somewhat, but a dominant woman like Charlotte Flair going against, you know, new generation wrestler at EO Sky and, you know, Asuka with her crazy self. You already know how she is. Like, yes, I understand that damage control is on top. I understand that EO Sky is. A fan favorite right now for a lot of people, but there's going to come a time where sooner or later Bailey will turn on EO. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then when that time comes, she's obviously she's gonna want a title shot. That's gonna that's gonna be number one. And she's gonna be like, I did, I gave you everything. I did everything for you. Blah 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 blah. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because I literally thought. That Bailey was gonna cost EO tonight. I mean, not tonight, but at Fastlane. I really thought she was because if she did, 
that feud would have not stopped. That feud would have probably ended at next year's WrestleMania. Oh, God. And I'm glad that, you know, Bailey didn't, uh, Bailey didn't cause her or Bailey didn't basically cause her to lose. Because every time Bailey steps out, she, she either A, opens her big mouth at the wrong time or B, you know, she messes it up to causing for her to almost lose her title. And I'm like, really? She's like, ever since then, you can tell that, yes, she's happy for EO. But at the same time, she's she's upset deep down because it's not her. Because if you remember when Bianca Belair was Raw Women's Champion, and she was trying to pick up that Raw Women's Championship twice, I think one was at Saudi Arabia in on Crown Jewel, and I forgot where the other one was. But ever since her return at at SummerSlam and her becoming, you know, you know the you know the head of the group, which she still is, but the head of the group, and on top of that, with her being, you know, the one to the throne, Bianca Belair, if that time actually came. She's salty because she lost twice to Bianca. Twice to Bianca. And ever since then, you know, she's been salty. So she basically looks to, for guidance for EO, helps EO. And then when the time is right, the A, she's going to make her move on her, you know, when she's not looking. Or B, just do it to the point, you know, I'm, I'm telling you for the women's, uh, the WWE Women's Championship. It will happen though. It will happen. I know that for sure. But I, I did like, I did like a, a spot that I did really like from, um, from all three women is when, uh, Charlotte Flair locked in for the figure eight, right? And then out of nowhere, I, I think either uh, EO Sky was either, um, put in another submission hole, so it was a com- submission on top of submission on top of submission, or it was like. Her hitting her finisher, then getting the pin. I think I think I remember it was that. It was one of the two. If if not, I'm probably wrong. It's probably both. But she did hit her finisher while she was in the figure eight, and bam, she won. She won the match and retained her title. So as much, like I said, as much as I love to see damage control, as much as I see that they're it's somewhat in a decline right now because of how Bailey is like. Her always interfering in her matches, her telling her what to do at the wrong time, basically putting in her into, you know, something, a stupid situation that she herself has to get out of. I don't know what Bailey's problem is. All I know is that, yes, Bailey can't be happy on the out, outside, but on the inside. She wants her revenge. She wants, she wants to be another, she wants to be a title holder. She wants to be, you know, the most dominant woman of all of WWE, which I can see it. It's just going to take some time because EO Sky right now is champion. And like I said, as much as I love EO, because EO has, from where she was in NXT as EO Shirai, when she was the NXT Women's Champion, and then fast forward to now, EO Sky as the WWE Women's Champion, she improved a lot over the years, a lot, and like like everybody said, everybody's glad that Charlotte took the pin for once because if she didn't, it was over. It would be over 
for EO Sky as we speak, and we would have seen and the new WWE Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Which honestly, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want that to like you know to bust out your eardrums to the point you're like, ah, get this girl off my screen. Will I say? Will I say this is one of the better women's matches of the year? It's up there. Yes. Will I say it's one of the better ones? Not really. It's if I have to compare, especially if if we're talking about you know um whole the whole uh, what is it Charlotte Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. That was fire. If we're talking about Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Um, was it at WrestleMania 38? That was fire. Like recently, in recent years now, we begin a lot of fire women's matches, and I love that WWE's taking women's uh, women wrestling and just women matches in general very seriously because from where it was back then to how it is now, obviously amazing. Especially EO Sky and, you know, doing her thing. Becky Lynch on NXT doing her thing, helping elevate, you know, the NXT women's locker room. Her, like, when Becky Lynch was main eventing NXT No Mercy that night in the Extreme Rules match for her title. Like, we see it. We see what WWE's doing, and they're doing better, and they're going to go nothing but up for here. And it looks great on them. It looks great for the company. It looks great for the women. It looks great for the champions. And I could not be any more happy right now. I really couldn't. And I love, like I said, I love that EO Sky retained because if she didn't retain, we would not hear the end of it on God. You feel me? It would it would not be good if we uh, saw EO lose to Charlotte Flair. The Lord, Lord knows. Only the Lord knows that. We don't want another Charlotte Flair reign. We Lord knows knows that we we don't want to see you know Oscar losing all the time if she ends up becoming champion. We don't we don't we don't want that. We want to see a dominant young rising star just like Io Sky herself and show the world what she's made of. And Io, she's her. You thought you thought Carmelo you thought Carmelo Hayes was him. You thought that Braun Breaker was him. You thought that Baron Corbin was him. Nah, 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 nah. EO Sky is her. Not him. Her. She doing she doing wonderful things, man. She is doing wonderful things. Can't be any more proud of this girl. Only time will tell, though. Only time will tell. But congratulations for EO Sky on retaining her WWE women's championship only only some crazy will happen this week only some crazy will happen this coming uh this coming weekend but we'll have to wait and see as usual so the next match at fast lane on the ple on the card is the tag team match between l a night yeah john cena himself versus the bloodline of jimmy uso and solo sokoa this match was fire. Match was hella entertaining. Plus, we got L.A. Knight. Yeah! 
and John Cena winning this match. Like I said, hella entertaining match. Very entertaining. I loved everything about this match. From the from basically John Cena technically doing the work, most of the work, and it was all about LA Knight basically getting more over than he already is. Cause when he had when 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 they're building up that that hit that switch to make that tag, people were going crazy. People were going insanely crazy. They loved it. I loved it. They loved it. WWE Universe loved it. It was. It looked so good, man. Cause I'm not gonna lie, during this match, they're going off. Also, I think it was uh, starting this match. I think it was a. Uh, it was Jimmy Uso and John Cena, or it was Solo and John. Cena. It was one of the two. I don't remember now, but they were going off. They were 100% going off, and I and I really liked it. I really did like it, though. It looked clean as hell. And you see my boy Jimmy over here literally hitting, hitting this man with, you know, with his regular hits to the face. Dude is basically in, a, like, a boxing stand, like in a Muhammad Ali type stand. And I'm like, bro, you not, you're not Muhammad Ali. I don't know what you're doing that for, bro. Literally was like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're doing too much, Jimmy. But it's hilarious, but you're doing too much. But you got, but we also got to remember, like, this is Jimmy's goofy form. Like, yes, he's technically trying to be like that tribal chief. He's trying to make decisions like Roman and everything like that. Trying to basically take over like he owns, you know, like he owns Solo. Like he owns, you know, Paul Heyman. Like, like basically Paul Heyman's is his wise man and, only, and you know, his alone. But it, it's funny because... Now we got Roman Reigns coming. And now since they lost that match to L.A. Knight, yeah, and John Cena, ain't going to look pretty for Jimmy. Oh, God. Solo, he probably not going to care about Solo because Solo can hold his own in the ring on his own. And, you know, Paul Heyman, yeah, he might he might get yelled at. Might or 100% probably will get yelled at. And then Jimmy is... It's probably gonna take he's gonna take a Superman punch to the face and a spear on Friday. I could already I could already sense this. Man's gonna be like, you know, he's gonna be like, yo, Tosa, acknowledge me. He's gonna be like, it's good to be back. I know I've been out for a couple months, but it's good to be back. It is so good to be the tribal chief. But what it is not so good. That you lost your match at Fastlane to John Cena and LA Knight. And on top of that, you acting like me. You acting like me, walking like me, talking like me, straight up just acting like me. Are you the tribal chief? Are you the longest undisputed universal champion of all time? Are you the current Undisputed Universal Champion of all time, right now? Then why are you acting like me? You're not the Tribal Chief. You'll never be the Tribal Chief. You will never be me. And I know he's going he gonna to go off on Jimmy. I know. I know it's going to be nothing like that. But I know that my sense, and I know that, because obviously Tribal Chief got access. You know, he gonna be, he, he's watching the matches, especially... That one, the one that they lost. It ain't gonna look pretty, bruh. 
on God. I'm saying this right now. It's not going to look pretty for Jimmy. Jimmy going to catch a couple Superman punches and a couple spears, you feel me? It's going to happen. Or he may get let down, you know, easy. He'd probably be pissed as hell, but he get let down easy. We don't know. We honestly don't know. All I know is that Jimmy going to get dropped. Once Roman returns, Jimmy, Jimmy going to get dropped. And if it doesn't, and he, I'd be like, all right, he just waited for the right time to drop Jimmy. Because begging and pleading your ass back to the blunt line is, is dumb as hell. It's, on, it's honestly very, very stupid. And I understand that at the moment he's trying to get solo out. But to lose an important match like, you know, John Cena and L.A. Knight, come on, bro. Come on, bro. We already knew the fan favorite was L.A. Knight and John Cena to begin with to win, and it did happen. But at the same time, you let your tribal chief down. Technically, I won't even call you a tribal chief. More like acquaintance of a you know acquaintance of a tribal chief right now down, and it especially because you know John John Cena's a fan favorite. L.A. Knight's getting loved by all, and. John in in this match, John Cena was looking, he was he was looking look, looking really good because dude was just getting beats after beats after beats after beats, basically taking 90, 90 to ninety five percent of the shots in this this match was him. It was legit him. I won't say it's not L A Knight as well too, but to make L A Knight look good in the fans' eyes, yeah, he took like majority of the beats, and. Right when, uh, literally right when they were both down and out, because you know how Jimmy is, you know, now Jimmy is right. Brad said, bro, fuck this. I'm going to attack LA Knight. LA Knight came in red-handed hot. You literally see, it's like, everybody just reacted. It's like, yeah, it's another move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all you see. That's legit all you see. My boys. My boys, L.A. Knight and John Cena didn't didn't come to play. They said, "Bro, you you've been annoying us since since day goddamn one." Well, technically, you've been annoying John Cena since since day one, and ever since you know Paul Heyman kind of sparked up that little you know that little talking, sparked up the feud between them. Ever since a couple weeks back, is solid, golden solid. It looks really nice, really really nice that they just that they decided to do that. And I'm looking forward to, you know, upcoming shows, especially Crown Jewel and everything like that coming up. But I will say this. I, w- I want to put my piece on this. What I've heard on Twitter, and I ho- and I, if this is true, I'm, I'm going to be upset. I'm really going to be upset. So apparently there's rumors around right now that WWE is trying to have John Cena face Roman Reigns again for the Undisputed Universal Championship. And then in my mind, I'm like, why? Just just why? Because he lost to him at SummerSlam. And then they they lost at no and then John Cena lost again at No Mercy in 2017, their first match ever together. And I understand you're trying to do a trilogy trilogy of losses for John. So it'll make his ass wake up. Understand that. But what? No one asked for this match. I love John Cena. I really do. 
But no one asked for this match at all. No one wanted this match. I don't even want this match, man. Like, bro, you haven't lost twice already. One in 2017, one in 2021 at SummerSlam. And now you haven't him faced him again? Again for the third time? Come on, bro. It's, it's annoying as hell. It is. Like, why? You? It's not working out. It's legit not working out for y'all. And you decided to like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? I'm going to still do it. And they did it. Like, in this moment, the most two people that make sense, that makes sense in this entire storyline to face Roman at Crown Jewel in a couple of weeks is AJ Styles. Because if you remember, AJ Styles was, you know, his replacement partner for LA Knight because LA Knight injured himself. And, you know, he was about to go sign the papers to become, you know, you know, t- uh, partners with John Cena. And AJ Styles got whooped to the point his ass got sent on a stretcher to the ambulance. And they rid him off, off of TV like that. And then we seen John Cena get beat up. And then next time around, you know, John Cena's getting beat up again. And then next thing you know, we have... L.A. Knight sprinting down to uh, sprint down to the ring, and then hitting his finishers and stuff. And then after that, L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight was John Cena's partner. He was John Cena's partner for Fastlane, and it does, and it makes the most sense for L.A. Knight to face Roman. It does for people saying it's not his time yet. It's not his time yet. Then when is his time? Oh God! Let's let's think about this for the when is his time? Because if his his time is not now, if his time was not beforehand, then when is his time to at least get in the title picture? Obviously, against Roman, you're not gonna win. You have to pull off a mega miracle for yourself to win against Roman. But again, you decided not to go with either of the two obvious choices. For this feud, L.A. Knight or A.J. Styles, and if A.J. Styles was literally healthy and not injured like what Jimmy and Solo did, he still would even make it. Because, one, that would be the first time L.A. Knight has been in, you know, a main event of a pay-per-view. And, two, A.J. Styles haven't won a title in a very long time. If you also think about it, too, like, the last time this man had a very dominant run was him as a WWE champion around that time. And it sucks right now because, they, like, like, they say that Roman has no one else to face. You got a bunch of other people to face, Roman. A bunch. And I mean a bunch. Like, there's literally... There's, there's literally, besides Seth, because, you know, they needed to get their ones back with Seth. But besides Seth, you literally have Shinsuke Nakamura. You have AJ Styles, LA Knight, Bobby Lashley, Montez Ford, Big E to try to get his ones again. Like, there's so much people to left to wrestle. There's so much people left. But they choose not to. Shoot, there's even the rumor now that Karen Cross is starting to get a push soon. So his push is probably going to be 
for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Why? Why drop the ball on LA Knight again? Again! Like, I understand you're trying to build something. You have We have John Cena for a limited time, and you're trying to build something. So, you know, it, it doesn't look one-sided. I understand that. But at the same time, LA Knight will beat the brakes off of Roman. He won't win, but he will sure goddamn be close to whoop his ass. Oh, God, man. And they keep on doing LA Knight dirty. I'm a big fan of LA Knight. So this is like, why are you doing my boy dirty like that? He didn't do anything to, to you know, to piss y'all off. Why are you doing him dirty? He helps y'all win matches. He helps his opponents win matches. Don't do my boy dirty like that. Oh God, he does not deserve that. He deserves his utmost respect. And he deserves he deserves to like, you know, be in a championship spot anywhere. Doesn't matter if it's SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, he deserves it. I don't know what WWE's doing at this point. I really don't, especially with LA Knight. You say he has an opportunity, you say that he has a big opportunity, and then his big opportunity is to face Roman. But what's the point of saying he has a big opportunity if you don't use that opportunity? Just telling the truth, though. But either way, congratulations for John Cena and LA Knight. Yeah! To get the win over the. To get the win over Solo and uh, Jimmy, and we'll see what happens this Saturday. Sorry, we see what happens this Friday. I know it's going to be crazy. I really do. But, Jimmy, you better strap up everything and run, bro, because you don't have much time to, before, you know, your tribal your tribal chief head of the table is back from his vacation. Just letting you know. And the last match that we have for Fastlane PLE is... Shinsuke Nakamura versus the world heavyweight champion Seth freaking Rollins in a last man standing match. Boy, I got to tell you, this match was fire. This match was chef's kiss till the end. It was chef's kiss till the end. I'm not going to lie. It, uh, it, it reminded me of payback way too much. It, I think it reminds us all of Payback way too much. I'd, the ending, just like Payback, was just not it. Because if you remember, a little over a month ago, at Payback, when Seth Rollins hit him with his with a signature stomp, with a finisher move the stomp, and then it, what it looked like when Shinsuke Nakamura looked like he was about to kick out, he didn't, and the match was over. Because his feet was in the air. He looked like he was kicking, but he just stopped himself. And, he and you know, and Seth got the pin, which was weird. And then got out of the ring like it was nothing. And now fast forward to what happened at Fastlane. Like, in, in this last man standing match, same thing happened. Not the same, not the same way it ended, but the same thing happened where there was no buildup to the stomp. You would just stomp. Put Shinsuke through a table. And when Shinsuke was literally at the count of eight, got up, but his back gave out on him. Seth won the match. And he retained. And not gonna lie, Seth, Seth is hurt as hell. Seth is hurt. I don't know how the hell this man keeps going. This 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 man Shinsuke targeted this man's back. 
back-to-back PLEs and still couldn't get the job done. And I'm like, bruh, come come on, man. Come on. What are you what are you doing, bruh? And it's like I it just dawned upon me when I, I like after I watched uh Fastlane. This is the eighth time he battled for a world heavyweight title and lost. If you guys remember, he he uh back in I think when Jinder Mahal won the WWE title, worst mistake by the way, ever in WWE history. Jinder Mahal defended the title against Shinsuke Nakamura twice. I forgot what what his first title defense was, uh, or what his first um, pay per view that he defended the title at against Shinsuke. But I know the second one was at Hell in a Cell for the WWE title. The next four times, Shinsuke. Had a world uh, at the WWE title opportunity against AJ Styles, four and and it was all four, like back to back to back to back PLEs. One at WrestleMania, one at Backlash, one at Money in the Bank, and there was one more. I don't remember what it was, but he lost all four times. And now fast forward to twenty twenty three. He lost twice to Seth Rollins. One in pay, one at Payback a month ago, or a little over a month ago. And now, this past Saturday at Fastlane. And I'm like, do they even want to see Shinsuke Nakamura as World Heavyweight Champion? Or doesn't matter if it's Undisputed or he- World Heavyweight. Do they not want to see this man as, you know like a world champion because Shinsuke has the material to become a world champion. I'm not saying Seth is good. Seth is freaking fantastic. I love Seth Rollins. The way that his his character and how he how he was, uh, how he developed over the years, it's fantastic. I'm not saying he's a great def- world like he's a great defending, you know, world heavyweight champion. I I love him to death. But it's like every time you have Shinsuke, you know, face a top guy you lose and honestly if i have to be completely honest with y'all he should have been world heavyweight champion or world champion when either jinder mahal was wwe champion which is the worst time of of all time on smackdown history or when aj styles was champion that was that was your better bet because obviously the momentum that seth rollins has on Monday Night Raw, I'm sorry. As much as much as an anime heel villain you want to put it, you want to push at us for Shinsuke Nakamura. It's it's not happening. It's not happening. He's not in in WWE eyes, in executive, you know, people that's above him, ex- including Triple H, people that's above him too. Like they don't see Shinsuke Nakamura as World Heavyweight Championship material or World Championship material, which it sucks. Like, we've seen him enough times in the mid-card division. Him as United States IC champion. We've seen that already. We've seen him enough times as tag team champion. What more does Shinsuke Nakamura have to do to become world heavyweight champion? Or at least world champion at that. Like, and his only shots to to get a world title opportunity 
is contendership, which every time he does become one, it doesn't work. So that's out the picture. So his only options is the Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and Money in the Bank. And we all know that he's goaded in all three. We all know that. We love Shinsuke Nakamura when it comes to the Rumble, Money in the Bank, or Elimination Chamber. He's loved by that. But I don't, I don't understand why higher executives in WWE don't see Nakamura as world championship material. You just, they just gave us a whole live premium package of Shinsuke Nakamura being an anime villain. And literally doing like, and literally it's working. It's working. And you don't want to push him to be world heavyweight champion. Like I said, this is not me bashing Shinsuke. This is not me bashing Seth Rollins. They're both great wrestlers. Especially, especially how wrestling is now today. And the great wonderful things we've been seeing from each and every like different, you know, um, Company, doesn't matter if it's AEW, WWE, GCW, doesn't matter. They're all involving in their own way. And it's a great thing to see. But my problem is, why would you put him in a contenders match? I want not a contenders match, but to fight for the World Heavyweight title if he's not ready to become World Heavyweight Champion yet, in your eyes. In our eyes, he should have been World Heavyweight Champion like... Since 2017, technically. 2017, 2018. He should have been maybe, like, what? Maybe maybe a little bit 2019 as well, too. Before the whole Kofi Mania thing. But still. Like, he has the ability. He has the promo package. Everything. I, I don't know. But overall, I like, like I said, the match itself, it was great. A lot of high moments. A lot of great moments, a lot of lows, you know, some stuff that we don't want to really want to talk about. Uh, there's a couple moments I do want to talk about during this match. Number one, the exposed concrete. When I'm guessing Seth Rollins was trying to do a pedigree to him um, on on the exposed concrete, and then he reversed it, and then he threw Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins landed completely directly on the back of his spine, especially the lower back got affected. I'm like, ooh. Yep, that's going to hurt in the morning. And and then another one, which honestly, he should have won off of this. I'm not going to lie. When literally Seth Rollins was thinking about throwing him off the, you know, the ladder into the announce table. And right when Shinsuke Nakamura went to the other side of the ladder, Shinsuke Nakamura like, literally spat in Seth Rollins' face with some red mist, I think it was. And... Threw and literally pushed Seth Rollins off off the ladder into the announce table. And after that, I literally thought it was over. I'm like, bro, one, you can't see. And two, he landed straight on his back again. But two, but it's going to hurt three times as, as worse. And honestly, I thought it was over. I re- Everybody, including me, including my friend that watched Fastleg with me, we all thought, that it was over. I'm like, okay, we're finally going to see, like, we're finally going to see Shinsuke as world heavyweight champion. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be good. And then he got up 0.11 or 0.0001 of a millisecond from, you know, being saying the match is over. And I'm like, dude, I understand 
you want to have this long-lasting World Heavyweight title match, or, sorry, World uh, Heavyweight title till WrestleMania, which is nothing wrong with that. That's completely fine. Honestly, I want that to happen. I really do. I want him to hold that title till WrestleMania 40 of next year. But... The, I, I, I understand. I understand the term fighting champion. But there is a point where if your back is hurting and you might need surgery, there's a time to hang it up. And honestly, that was kind of that time to hang it up. I'm not going to lie. From a standpoint, from a match perspective, especially because it's a last man standing match, anything goes, no rules, especially going through a table on, on a very high ladder with red mist in your face. I that that would be over for me, honestly. I would be over for anybody in the WWE universe. Like you, you basically you plan on putting your opponent through a table from what 12, 13 feet up on a on a on a ladder? Maybe what 20 feet, maybe? I don't know how tall those ladders are though. And next you know your plan got reversed and your opponent did that to you. And you wouldn't be down for the 10 count? I certainly I certainly would be down for the 10 count. That looked like that hurt. That looked like you needed to leave in an ambulance, sir. It looked that bad. It looked that excruciatingly painful. Honestly, I hundred I would have I would have said, forget this, I'm out. You can, he can have the title. As I understand that I'm a fighting champion, but that hurt. I need surgery tomorrow. That actually hurt. And he didn't stay down. After a rough landing like that, he didn't sit. He didn't stay down. I was like, bro, I don't know how. I don't even know if it's a drilling then, bro. I was like, what did you take before before the match? Like, did you drink some energy drink? Did you take some, like, medication that's going to be, like, power through everything? Like, what? I want to know what this dude took because he did not stay down. And then he, and then I think one one part of the match which was very confusing to me is they were in the crowd. They're fighting with the crowd, right? And in way in the corner, um, there was a mattress, and Seth Rollins. It was supposed to make it look like Seth Rollins flew, basically got pushed or hit by Shinsuke Nakamura, and he looked like he was supposed to hit the concrete first instead of hitting the mattress. But the way that the camera angled it, he basically hit the mat, or what's supposed to be bare concrete, but he hit a mattress, and he bounced, and then he rolled onto the floor. And then I was like, yeah, that was a terrible, that was a terrible way of trying to hide it, because <laughs> they didn't hide it well. And I'm like, and then everybody was like upset. It's like, like why is there a mattress? I'm like, I'm like, oh no, safety. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, it was like, yes, you're trying to make it look like he actually hit the concrete floor, which is, you know, a good way. In your head, executed perfectly. It was the cameraman's fault why, the, you know, they didn't show it properly. So L on the cameraman for that one. I'm not going to lie. Um, but either way, the man was hurting. This back was hurting him for a minute. So, I understand he's doing this with a bad back. And I understand he's probably going to have to ice it, chiropractor, whatever special doctor this man has, you know. And after all that, all that hard work, all that fighting, 
all, you know, all the terrible back, like, you know, shots to the back. I was about to say the other word, pause, pause on that. And after all that, you know, adrenaline, in momentum, like everything thrown at Seth Rollins, he still retained his world heavyweight title. Still retained after the entire beating that Shinsuke gave him. And I like I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna have another, you know, one more final match in the future. We don't know. But all I know is that their rivalry's done. Or I I think it's done because now Shinsuke has a little bit of tension on with Ricochet. So I'm guessing Shinsuke Nakamura and Ricochet is gonna have a is in a rivalry now. And also speaking of rivalries, what happened on Monday Night Raw is Drew McIntyre went out there face to face in front of Seth Rollins and challenged him for the World Heavyweight Title at Crown Jewel in November four on November fourth. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I, I I want this match. I want to say this right now. It's been a very long time since Drew McIntyre had a rematch for World Heavyweight title, like World Heavyweight gold. And the last time he he had a title match was against Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship at Clash of the Castle last year. And ever since then, he never had a world, you know, he never had a uh, a rematch for a world title. So, fighting champion to another fighting champion. This will be a fire match at Crown Jewel. I know it's not going to be the main event, but I know this match is going to be hella fire. It's going to be really, really good, and I'm looking forward to it, honestly. Drew McIntyre, Mr. Claymore himself, versus the visionary, the revolutionary, world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins. Ah, I'm... I... And it, it was funny. Because you know what's funny about that? I was literally just making, like, match card predictions for Crown Jewel. And I made the Crown Jewel match prediction card, like, maybe a month or a month and a half ago. Way before, you know, the entire Fastlane, um, PLE, and a little bit before Payback as well, too. And on that card, I had... Drew McIntyre versus Seth freaking Rollins. And now that it's true, I'm like, okay, one of my cards was true. And, I, and, I, and I'm liking this. I'm liking this outcome. So now in my mind, I'm like, who, who's going to win? Because Drew deserves another shot to be world, world champion. And I mean, he does deserve another shot because... He held it down throughout the pandemic and the Thunderdome. He did. And when he lost it, never got another another chance besides, you know, trying to get it back from Bobby Lashley. It never really never really worked out so well. So now that he has another rematch against, you know, a person like Seth Rollins. Because Roman Reigns, we don't talk about the one with Roman Reigns because it was a great match, but got screwed because of Solo. But Seth freaking Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. And the last time 
I'm not gonna lie. The last time Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre fought for the for the WWE title was in the Thunder. Wasn't no, it was not even in the Thunderdome. It was in the Performance Center before they made the Thunderdome, and that's when, and that's when uh Seth Rollins was the Monday Night Messiah in the um in the Performance Center, and at that time Drew McIntyre won and retained the WWE title. So. Now it's like, what's going to happen leading up to Crown Jewel and what's going to happen at Crown Jewel? Because we got to remember, Damien Priest still has the Money in the Bank contract. And what happened on Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw after Drew McIntyre left and said to his face, you know, was basically, basically being friendly with, you know, Drew McIntyre or uh, Drew McIntyre was being friendly with Seth Rollins because he's like, I want you 100%. I don't want you at 50, not 75, not 90, not 95, 100%. And I'm like, this is going to be a banger of a match. I know it's going to be a hell of a banger of a match. And I'm looking forward to it. But besides that, Damien Priest trying to cash in on on um Seth Rollins on Monday. And I'm not going to lie, kudos, because they finally... Tried to have him cash in at all times. You know, he just walked out with the title and or walked out with the briefcase and couldn't even get past. You know, you know half of the half of the uh, the walking ramp to the to the ring, and now it's like no 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 no. I want the title from Seth, not from not from Damien, from Seth, and obviously if. Like, if we're going to build up Damien, have him cash in at WrestleMania. Just do it. Just pull a heist of a chancery, like a heist of a century again from all those years ago when Seth Rollins did it, and have him cash in at Mania. That's the only best bet for him to do. Cash in at Mania, and it's going to be worth your while, honestly. But uh, overall, congratulations to Seth freaking Rollins to... For uh for retaining his world heavyweight title at Fastlane in a gruesome, painful match. I I don't know what other words to say because gruesome, painful, and everything nice with a bow on top type match because uh that they laid it all out and uh at the end of the day your fighting champion Seth freaking Rollins will still be world. Heavyweight champion. But overall, with Fastlane, Fastlane was Fastlane was good. It wasn't the best PLE, but Fastlane was good. It had its moments. It had its it had its good. It had its bad. It had its you know ugly. I'm not gonna lie. Ugly. One of them being the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Not not the best match, honestly. Well, I say, out of this year alone, it's I would say it's it's bottom tier. It's a bottom tier like fast lane, and for as a filler pay per view, it had really good matches. I'm not gonna lie, even though all the matches were thrown in last minute, don't don't know why WWE did that. That was that was WWE's stupid thinking and book. I don't know what Paul was doing with this one, but all I know is that. Don't don't do something like this again. Don't wait till the last minute to throw throw matches at us and be like, 
oh, okay, and then accept it. Like, dog, no. Like, this was the most latest, like, late match card of, like, in years. I don't know what Paul was thinking, to, you know, throwing everything together at the last second. He could have released these maybe, like, two or three weeks in advance, but he didn't. Don't know why he did that. But uh, if I was ranking, or if I'm raking Fastlane as a PLE, and keep in mind, the, the year's not even done yet. We still got Crown Jewel and Survivor Series to go to. But if we got to rank it, literally, from Royal Rumble to now, right now, Fastlane is still at bottom. It is right now still at the bottom. We got literally... From WrestleMania being number one, from Elimination Chamber being number two, and literally Money in the Bank at number... Well, Backlash, then Money in the Bank being at number three, and then Royal Rumble at number, you know, five. Because, I'm sorry, Fastlane's at the bottom. It is It is at the bottom. Top five. I'm going to tell you now. Top five for right now of 2023. WrestleMania number one. Number two is easily Elimination Chamber. Number three is Backlash. Number four is Money in the Bank. And then number five is Royal Rumble. And then all the way down to the bottom is literally Fastlane for right now. We don't know how Crown Jewel will be, and we don't know how Survivor Series. When the end of the year hits, I will... Give you a proper, you know, list ranking of all PLEs for this for um of whole of twenty twenty three. But for right now, fast lanes at the bottom. It wasn't it like I said. It had good. It had good things going for itself for the PLE. But as in, you know, build up build up was good for most of the matches. Um, quality was fire. Endings could be better. For, you know, for two of the matches. But overall, not the best PLE of 2023. Like I said, could be a lot better. Could be a lot of things to work on for uh, if they're going to have Fastlane again back next year in 2024. But me ranking all the matches for Fastlane. Number one, obviously, if I had to be completely honest with you, number one is the undisputed tag team title match number two is john cena la knight versus solo soko and jimmy uso number three is the world heavyweight title match um the world heavyweight title match Shinsuke nakamura and seth rollins the last man standing match number four is eo sky asuka and charlotte for the wwe women's championship and number five is lwo versus um Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. And the reason why I put that match at number five is because of Carlito. And I'm not and this is me saying I'm not bashing Carlito. I'm not. I'm just saying why wait the last five minutes or the last or less than or even it was less than five minutes. He was in the match less than five minutes. And then have him win. It would have been better if he literally was out there 
way before the bell started or way over. I can't even talk right now. It would be better if he was there with LWO way before the match even started, way before even the bell rang. And then you'd be like, you know, who they they'd be like, yo, who's the who's the who's the third who's the third um um person that LWO picked? And then you have Carly Do's music come out. That would have been a lot better, but that didn't happen. And straight and Street Profits and Bobby Lashley, a great rising faction, lost to Carlito in five minutes, which didn't make sense at all. Last five minutes of the match, they lost to Carlito and LWO. Um, yes, I'm happy that Carlito's back, but I'm just upset because they they didn't have him wrestle the you know the other fifteen to fifteen minutes of the match, which didn't really make any sense honestly but that's that's the only thing that i I uh, have a problem with that match but or like overall you know tire tire pay per view was solid it was solid it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was just solid and if I was doing on a regular system one out of like one through ten I give it like a good seven point five honestly. You know, like I said, there's there's a lot of stuff they can critique and do better to prepare themselves for next next year's fast lane if they plan on doing fast lane next year. But um, but yeah, that's you know that's what I feel. That's how I feel about fast lane. And um, like I said, if they're gonna do it again next year, hope it's better than this year. It's not not bad, but I just hope it's a lot better. And you know, they they actually do it right this time when it comes to announcing all the matches. A good week before the PLE. Do- doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. But overall, that's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you for everybody to tune in and listen to me and vibe with me as usual. I love each and every one of y'all. I can't say enough the amount of support I I have with, you know, doing, you know, my podcast. And I love my friends that, you know... you know, love what I post. I love the, you know, my people. The I love the like people that view my stuff and you know comment i love the comments and everything especially from the youtube channel and all that i know i haven't been posting at all for probably a good month and a half maybe even two months maybe a little bit longer it like videos will be coming soon i swear like i just been working on my stuff i've been you know doing me and everything trying to get my physical life together and everything like that and you know, trying to trying to be better. So when I get back on of when it comes to uploading and putting out videos day in, day out on a daily basis, I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not going to stop the grind, especially with my podcast. I'm not going to stop. I like I think probably around next year, I'll start doing video podcasts or I will try and test out doing video podcasts. And if it does succeed, I'm just going to do video podcasts from now on. But overall, I appreciate you guys for coming in and listening to me and like I said each each and every week I'm going to have bangers of bangers of episodes and I love each and every one of y'all from the bottom of my heart I do. So this is your boy Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mesh. You can follow me across all social medias. ODM official, follow the podcast on you on uh, YouTube, follow my personal channel Antoine TV2 across YouTube. Across all social medias as well, too. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. And I hope everybody has a great day. Hope everybody has a great night. Hope everybody enjoys themselves. Has the great rest of the week. Stay safe out there. And peace out, y'all.